Number one, you got to build your team. Okay. Number two, you got to build trust. Number three, you got to build culture. And number four, you got to build yourself. Okay. These are the four seeds that we are focused on as releaders and throwing on in the ground, knowing that they will reap a harvest, that they will bring fruit into us and to, into our organization. What's up, ReLeader family? Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the ReLeader podcast, uh, where we fix things we didn't break. Uh, we're excited that you're joining us. Thanks for, for watching or listening, whatever platform you're on. Hey, do me a quick favor before we jump in today's episode. Um, if you're on YouTube, subscribe. Uh, give us a like. Give us a share on social media. If you're on Apple or Spotify, whatever platform you're on, um, show us some love. We would help us in spreading the word. Also, if you're a re-leader, you know other re-leaders. And if this is blessing you, if this is an encouragement to you, uh, chances are it will be for them too. So just help us spread the word. We're honored that you're joining us. Also, there's a whole nother side to this podcast where I do some writing. We do some other elements on a, on a website called releader.co. And so if this subject is enticing to you, if it's if it's intriguing to you, uh, you can go to releader.co, releader.co. You can get a free subscription. You can sign up for free um, and get get all kinds of content. Or you can go to the next step to get more content, more access to me, more of that kind of stuff. Uh, you can pay a very minimal uh, monthly subscription and join our community. Uh, either way, I'm just so glad you're taking the time uh, to be here. Before we jump into today's episode, I have to pause and just say, if you didn't watch the last episode, it's actually really important that you push pause right now and go back and listen to the previous episode. Uh, the previous episode was was entitled Four Seeds That You Must Sow Now, okay? And so the next, this one and the next three episodes after this one, we are unpacking every one of these, okay? So it's really important that you get the context of what I'm going to be, be talking about today. So today is kind of week one of this. We're, uh, we're going to talk about the first one, uh, which is build your team. Build your team. This is a vital, it's a critical step. Whether you're brand new, okay, maybe you've only been re-leading for uh, a couple of months or uh, a year or whatever, or maybe you've been doing it for a season now. If you're, if I want to ask you a really honest question, ask you to be honest with yourself with a question that I want to pose to you, okay? Um, the question is this, have I surrounded myself with the best team, okay? Now listen, let me go back and say it again, and this time I want you to be honest with yourself. Okay, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it directly to you instead of I. I'm gonna say you. All right, and I want you to be blunt, honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anybody. Have you surrounded yourself with the best team to take you from where you are now to where you're going to go next? All right. Very simple question, uh, but it's a very important question that we have to ask ourselves. We talked about this in in the last episode, but if you have the wrong team. Okay. You're sunk before you ever get out of the harbor. Okay. You can have the best resources, but if you don't have the right people to manage those resources, you're sunk. You can have the best vision. If you don't have the right people to implement that vision, you're sunk. You can have the best products, but if you don't have the right people to market them and produce them and carry them out to market, you're sunk before you ever get started. Um, both of my experiences in this, uh, Looking back on most of the re-leadership re -leadership stuff that I talk about is stuff that I really didn't know at the time and I wish I would have. Most of the content I produce are things that I, as I look back on my re-leader journey, 
that things that I either did wrong or things that I wanted that I did right. One of the things that I instinctively, really not understanding the importance of it, did really early on at both uh, Victory Church and the King's University was to get my 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 people in place quickly, my leadership team in place quickly, and it's paid off. Um, the three guys that are in leadership at the church, um, they have been with me for the entirety of the nine years um, that I've been the lead pastor. Very loyal, very passionate, um, very talented uh, guys that, that I've surrounded myself with. At the King's University, the leadership team that I that I inherited, I made some some sm- slight tweaks to it. In our bonus episode today for the paid subscribers, I'm going to go into crazy amounts of detail in why I did that, how I did that. I'm going to give specific advice on if I was you, I would build my team this way. Um, that's at the end of this. I'll give more more uh, info to that. But the reason this is important to build your team is that these people that you're going to surround yourself with, I'm talking about your leadership team. These are people that you're going to bleed with. <laughs> these are people that you're going to run with. You're going to sweat with them. You're going to suffer. <laughs> you're going to celebrate. You're going to rejoice. These are the people that you're going to do life with day in, day out. Um, you're going to form a bond with this team um, that really will be special. And so it's, it's vitally important that you get the right team. If you get the right team, you will thrive. Okay, You will thrive. If you get the wrong team, you won't make it. I don't mean to be that blunt and that mean, but you just won't make it. Having the right team is critical, critical, critical. And we'll unpack that more in the bonus episode today. There's a real famous quote. You may have heard it. There's this famous quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. Uh, if you want to go far, go together. And I really believe that this is true. Um, it's way faster to just lead by yourself. It's way faster. It's it's just not as effective and it's not as long lasting. Uh, I would add to that. It's not my quote to add to, but I would add to that. Uh, if you want to burn out, go alone. <laughs> um, again, not all of our listeners are believers or, or Christians or or any of that thing, but my context as a pastor and as a, as a Christian will always be bent that way. There's this really great story uh, in the book of Exodus where Moses is leading. He's leading the children of Israel to the promised land. And he's doing everything. And his, his father-in-law Jethro comes to him in chapter 18. And he says to him, he's like, you see all these people and what you're doing. He says, you're going to, he says two things that is applicable to us. He says, Moses, my son-in-law, you're going to, number one, you're going to wear yourself out. And then he says, number two, and you're going to wear out all these people. <laughs> and then he says something else. He says, and you cannot handle this alone. Um, this is a word for us. Like, I'm just telling you, you can't do this alone. Um, you're about to start throwing down seed of, of building teams, okay? What I want to do today is I want to give you six, okay? It's kind of a lot, so I'll move fast. I'm going to give you six thoughts, okay? Of as you're building your team, these are just some thoughts from me. Uh, deep thoughts with John Chastain. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. These are six, as I reflect on my journey, these are the six things that I would highly encourage you to do as you start throwing down the seed of building your team. And then we're going to go into some bonus content for our paid subscribers. Okay, number one, very first thing. I'm going straight for your juggler vein on the very first one. Here we go. Number one, pull the Band-Aid off quick. Pull it off quick. Let's be blunt, okay? Before you can ever build your team, you have to dismantle the current one. <laughs> uh, you inherited a team. 
you're you're you didn't start this organization, so you don't get the luxury of starting a leadership team. You have to restart, and this can be really difficult. I've been there. It's a challenge because in order to place someone, you have to displace someone. These are really, really, really hard decisions to make. Um, if you're in ministry, okay, it's even harder because you don't get the luxury of just firing people and throwing them to the curb with no explanation. Ministry is hard. Ministry is challenging in, in these ways. Um, so we all face it. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Um, have you ever noticed that um, when you weren't the leader, you had all the answers? And then when you became the leader, uh, all of a sudden, the decisions that you had to make actually ended up being pretty hard. Uh, when you're at the top, and here's why, as you climb the corporate ladder, or whatever you want to call it, as you reach the top of the mountain, when you get to the very top, when you are a leader, when you're president, CEO, um, lead pastor, whatever it is, okay, Pre- uh, uh, principal, whatever, you have perspective. You get to the top of the ladder, you get to the top of the mountain, and you can see things that other people can't see. You know things other people don't know. You see budgets other people don't get to see. And you get perspective, and you get to see something in the distance, and no one else sees that. Um, and you're sharp. You're a sharp leader. You, so, so you understand that every decision that you make has a ripple effect. Every decision you make um, could cause a, a rough landing. And this can be really hard as a leader. Um, and so sometimes what this causes is because we're sharp, because we can forecast the future and we know the decisions that we make are going to have impact, what it can actually do is it can actually paralyze you um, to where you know in your heart that this person is not supposed to be on your leadership team. And even me talking about this, there's some of you that are like, mm-hmm, I know exactly. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do because you're sharp. But the complication of that is the ripple effect. Um, and let me tell you, because you're gifted, because you can see around the corner as a leader, it's a gift and it's simultaneously a curse. It's a gift because you can see around the corner and you're gifted and you know the decisions you make and the impact that they're going to have. It's a curse because it'll paralyze you. Um, most re-leading, most of re-leading, I've, I've said this, I'll continue to say this, the early years of re-leading is a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to talk more about that in our next point. You do it slow. You do it strategically. Um, you're a sniper, not a shotgun. You, you know, you're a ninja. You do it very, very strategically, very slowly. Please hear me. When it comes to building your team, pull the Band-Aid off quickly. Do it quickly. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. The, the longer that you wait, the longer that you wait, the bloodier it's going to be. Would you rather cut cancer out of your body when it's stage one or when it's stage four? Um, I know this is heavy. I told you I was going to go straight for the juggler from the get-go. So um, there is a strategy, okay? There is, there is concepts in how to do this. You do it with love, uh, all of these sort of things. We're going to unpack more of that in the bonus episode, okay? But I want to tell you, the longer you wait, uh, Sam Chan, Sam Chan says this. Sam Chan says, fire quickly, hire slowly. Um, do it soon, okay? Just let, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, if you're listening to me, put it on your calendar to pull the Band-Aid off, okay? Tomorrow, the next day, don't wait. Do it today if you can. Pull the Band-Aid off, okay? You won't regret it. Uh, number two, uh, number two, what you need to do to, to, uh, to build your team, 
Some leaders out there need to hear this one, okay? And this, this is a great segue from the first one, okay? Trust your instincts. Number two, just trust your instincts. This is what, this is what I mean by that. Let's, let's take, for example, pulling the Band-Aid off quickly. You already know what you're supposed to do. You know, in your heart of hearts, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. And you allow yourself to be paralyzed. Can I just hear me say, trust your instincts? And here's why I, I would say that. Um, if you're a believer in Jesus, okay, and you're in a position, whether it's the marketplace or in ministry, what we believe as Christians is that God um, orders our steps, okay? Man plans his ways, God orders our steps, Proverbs 16, 9. God puts you there, okay? So let me put it a different way. God entrusted you with the presidency. God entrusted you as the CEO. God entrusted you as the lead pastor, which means, I know it's very simple, but it means if he entrusted you, you know what that really means? It means that he trusts you, okay? He trusts you. And I would say that many times your instincts aren't, the, aren't your instincts at all. As a believer, I believe that's the Holy Spirit, okay? So trust your instincts. Make those decisions quickly. Let me help you some, with something, okay? I wrote about this in one of my articles on realleader.co. I adopted this prayer about, I would say, six months to a year into my re-leader journey at Victory Church because I was paralyzed in making decisions. I was paralyzed. I was fearful, all these sort of things as a re-leader. And so I started praying this prayer every night before I went to bed, okay? Steal it if you want to, all right? Let it, let it, let it embolden you. Let it encourage you. I would pray this prayer. God, if there's somebody better fit than me to lead Victory Church, then I submit my resignation and I'm willing to do something more difficult, okay? Now, that last part's important. I would say I'm willing to do something more difficult because I wasn't just trying to get out of it. It's hard. I'll actually do something more difficult, Lord, if that's what you want. And when I would say that, I would say, Lord, if there's somebody better fit than me to lead, then I will submit my resignation to you. So what I, what I do every night, every single night, think about this, I submitted my resignation to the Lord. Every single morning, I would wake up, and every morning, I was still the lead pastor. And so what that did for me, it gave me the confidence to trust my instincts because God has empowered me. God has emboldened me. God has placed me here for a purpose for such a time as this. And re-leader, you need to hear me say, God has entrusted this with you. Until that ends, trust your instincts, okay? Trust your instincts. Somebody need to hear that. Okay, number three. Um, let's get down to some super practical stuff, all right? This is, this is straight from my heart. This may not be you, but this is me. Number three, pick people that you want to do life with, all right? When I picked my teams, I'm like, I want to do life with these people. Uh, a super strong, high, important value for me. We all have value systems. One of my top values is I want to have fun. Like, if I can't have fun doing what God's called me to do that I don't even want to do it. Like my advice to you is pick people that you want to do life with. Um, this was a big one for me, simple, short to the point. Uh, maybe that's not important to you. Maybe you're like, I don't care if I'm having fun. I want to make money. Well then find people that you can make you lots of money, whatever it is. But that for me, it was, I want to do life with people that, that make me want to have fun. One thing uh, real quick that I will say uh, as a sub point in this, in this section there may be some of our listeners that are like, John, you keep saying, pick my team, pick my leadership team. And you may be a pastor of a church 
um, where you only have two staff. Or maybe maybe it's like you and your wife, or maybe it's you and two people. You have a kids pastor, a part-time kids pastor, a part-time youth pastor, part-time worship leader. Or maybe you're a small business owner, and it's just you and your wife, you and another person. And you may be saying, John, I don't have the luxury of picking a leadership team. What I would encourage you with is, um, if you're, let, me, let me give two examples. If you're a pastor, um, pick people in your church that could be on your leadership team. A part-time kids pastor could be on your leadership team. Your head usher could be on your leadership team. And what I mean by leadership team is who are you surrounding yourself with to encourage you? Who are you surrounding yourself in, with that you can pour yourself into? If you're a, a small business owner, um, start a board. Start a board. If you don't want to start a board, start an advisory committee. I'm just saying, when I say you're, you're build your team, I'm saying put people around you that you can empower to do things. Put people around you that can inspire you and put people around you that you can do life with, okay? Number four, number four. We're gonna get super uh, practical on some of these. Number four, I think this one's really important. Say no to yes men, and you could say women too, okay? So say no to yes men. When you start building your team, keep in mind, um, your voice is the loudest in the room. It always will be. When you walk into a, 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 a conference room, your voice is the loudest because you're the leader. If you're not careful in who you select around your team, you will surround yourself with a bunch of people who do nothing but say yes to you. They always agree with you. They always do whatever you want to do. This is really dangerous territory uh, for any leader. If you surround yourself um, with nothing but yes men, and applies to women too, if you if you surround yourself with nothing but yes men, um, you will soon become, you're on the path, I should say, to becoming a narcissist. Um, so that's just a small one. It's a quick one, but it t- that was an important one. Okay. Say no to those sort of people. Surround yourself with people that will tell you your breath stinks. Okay. <laughs> Surround yourself with people who aren't afraid to challenge you, who aren't afraid to say, Hey, John, I think, um, last week in all staff, when you said that, I actually think it did more harm than good. Surround yourself with people who will tell you those sort of things and it will help you become a better leader. All right. It's important. Number five, this is one I learned uh, when I got to TKU, all right? Um, it's kind of an odd one, but it's important to me, and I want to share it, okay? Number five, don't rule out the opposite sex, okay? Don't rule out the opposite sex. Um, if you're a male or a female, when you're building your leadership team, don't rule out the opposite sex. I think for a lot of leaders, um, we don't know how to work with, converse with the opposite sex. And if we can just get really practical, um, you know, it's really easy for the fellas to go golfing and just have a a, a staff meeting, have a, a leadership meeting on the golf course. It's super easy to go on a retreat, right? You're going to go on a leadership retreat and you're going to go to a hotel and you're going to meet on the roof, you know, for cigars or whatever you're doing. You know, you're, it's, it's, it's men. It's just, it feels safer. It feels better. It feels cleaner. I totally understand what you're saying. I get it, right? But what I learned at TKU, when I came to TKU, there were two women on the leadership team. And what I learned is that very quickly, I learned that they were some of the best people that I had. And I could not imagine leading the university without these two women on the leadership team. They're insightful, okay? Women have gift sets that men don't have. Um, Let's be honest, fellas. Like, Women are more detail-oriented most of the time. 
I believe that a lot of times women have a very special discernment about them that many times men don't carry. So I just want to just drop that nugget out there, okay, for you to pray about, for you to think about. Don't rule out the opposite sex. All of those things are completely, you can work around those things, okay? We went on leadership retreats with my leadership team at the university. Uh, We had three guys and two girls. It was easy. It wasn't a big deal. We worked through it. Yes, it causes different challenges. We, if we're going to go to lunch, we're not riding in a car together. I'm not going to go to lunch with uh, someone of the opposite sex as a pastor. So instead, I order in lunch in my office and leave the door open and we meet in there. So I'm just saying, you can get around the obstacles and just don't rule it out. Okay, it's important. Number six, uh, last but not least, this, is, this one's really important as you're building your leadership team. Um, hire your weakness, not your clone. Okay. So my other point where I said, surround yourself with people that you want to do life with. The only danger in that is you will end up surrounding yourself with people that are just like you. Um, personality wise, that's okay, right? Like-minded and things you like, if you both like to go golfing or you both like to ride mountain bikes, whatever the case, but it's very dangerous territory to hire everyone on your leadership team that carry the exact same skill sets. I'll give you an example. Um, the CFO at the King's University that I worked with, her and I, not 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 our not only are we polar opposites, male female, um, we're polar opposites in personality. I mean, we could not be more different. Um, she is very structured. She's very uh, calculated, uh, which I hope she would be as a CFO. She loves to analyze and reanalyze and debrief and re-debrief and project and reproject. And I'm a very, hey, let's move. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Let's make decisions quick. We're polar opposites, but you know what? We complemented each other. Uh, Pastor Wade, Pastor Wade, um, and Pastor Oscar is like this some uh, at, at Victory Church, the leadership team. Pastor Wade is really, really good at um, contemplating. He's a high contemplator, which means he loves to, to, to again, to think, to process thoughts, if we say we're going to do something, he would rather say, okay, let's really think about that. Let's contemplate it. My personality is move, 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 go, 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 shape, shape, shape. If we mess up, we'll start over. So all I'm saying is you, you don't want to have a, a leadership team that all of you think, act, behave, move the exact same way. Uh, we're going to go into this in detail in the bonus episode in just a second. Um, one of the best ways to do that is to uh, do SWOT analysis you know, uh, the strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats to your team. Uh, you can do some SWOT analysis. There's lots of tools out there for that. There's personality tests. There's Myers-Briggs. There's life languages. There's Enneagram. There's all kinds of tools out there to help you determine strengths and weaknesses. Um, and we'll go into some of that. Uh, in fact, let's do that. Okay. So right now we're going to shift and we're going to go to a bonus episode on building your team for our paid subscribers. Again, if you are interested in joining that, you can go to releader.co and sign up there. It's a very minimal monthly fee. It's not a, not a big deal. If you're going to invest in anything, you should invest in yourself. Uh, this kind of stuff is more important than Netflix. It's more important than Hulu. Like, do something to build your leadership, and that's what ReLeader is here to do. So thank you for listening. Uh, so glad, so honored that you're a part of this community. Um, join us as we all try to grow better together. I'm learning from you. Uh, I pray that I'm offering something that's developing you as a leader. Love you guys so much. Until next time, go fix broke stuff.